This is Dave Green at Eastline Studio, where we produce The Historians and many other podcasts. We hope you enjoy The Historians and hope you'll be able to help with The Historians' GoFundMe campaign. Donations are welcome at GoFundMe.com, The Historians. Or send a check to Bob Cudmore, 125 Horseman Drive, Scotia, New York, 12302. Now here's Bob with the latest episode about American history. This is the Historian's Podcast. I'm Bob Cudmore. We welcome Jane Spellman to the program. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you, Bob. Jane Spellman. Delighted to be here. Yes, indeed. Good to have you with us. Jane Spellman is retired as executive director of the Herkimer County Historical Society and is author of Women Belong in History Books, Herkimer and Oneida Counties, 1700 to 1950. I have to interject right at the outset. I bet you women listening to this podcast are going, hooray, it's about time. Wouldn't you agree? (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Yeah. But how did this specific project come to be? Well, I I think to be honest, when I was looking back, um, I think it really seriously began down as far back as 1987, um, because at that time, uh, the Herkimer County was going to be 200 years old in 1991, and we thought maybe a new history wouldn't be remiss. Um, mm-hmm. The last one had been done in 1893, and it seemed as though a few things had happened in those many years, and that we'd, we would consider a new book. And it was at then that we started reading the old books, the old history books. They all had been written by men, and of course they had written about what was of interest to them. But it was horrifying to find out that there wasn't one woman mentioned in any of these histories. Men came, they settled, their sons, you know, formed communities, communities came named after them, and there was no mention of a woman in there. And that was a little discouraging, but um, we decided um, that when the new history came out, there would be history of women, uh, biographical things Mm -hmm. of women in in the new history. Um, It hadn't been planned this way, but it turned out that the editor of the book, turned out to be Josephine Young Case, who had just moved back to Van Hornsville, and she and her husband took on the job of being editor of this book. And again, the photography editor was a woman. The timeline editor was a woman. Uh, We ended up with um, six chapters, and four of them had been written by women. Um, It just seemed uh, nobody paid much attention to it uh, in that kind, but we got the book out, and when it was published in 1992, um, we were very happy about it, and um, when the New York History um, Quarterly Magazine came out um, and did a review of the book, uh, Wendell Tripp, who was really great about these things, but he... um, gave us such a nice review and ended up by saying it's the best of the best. So we were very proud to think that women could write a history book and um, and that it turned out to be something that was of value. Mm-hmm. Um, that gave us the confidence that when I retired in 1995, um, I thought maybe this would be a good retirement thing to, to pursue um, 
the women who had made mm-hmm. such a, a major contribution well, to and, the county. So. And let me, let me see if I get this straight. The, the history book that you worked on in the late 80s and 90s, written mainly by women, or uh, yeah. it, it also did not have a lot of women in it, did it? The, the book I'm talking about is, is History of two, at 200 that came out in 1992. And as I say, women are involved in the history of Herkimer County. Okay, so there were women written about in that book? Yes. Oh, yes. There are a considerable number of them, and two or three of them are featured. Um, We did um, a listing of, um, three, four-page listing of of important people with just two or three... um, lines in it and there are many women involved in that and then we did um half page um vignettes of, on v- various people and of the i i'm forgetting how many there were done but there were not half but at least a third of them were women but what it taught us is that in the research that we did on those few women um how difficult it was because there was no place to go for information mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we had to do was know the history of the times, the woman's role in all of these, and then put individuals in in that setting that we knew. Um, I used Catherine um, Petrie Herkimer as the first one in the book. That would be the general's mother. Um, this woman and her husband had 13 children that lived to maturity. Hmm. Now, when you stop to think of that achievement... Yes, that is something. And when she had, she had to raise the food, she had to cook it, <laughs> uh, she had to raise the flax, she had to spin it, she, had to, she was in charge of the sheep. I mean, when I think of a woman's job at that day, you got up in the morning, you didn't have to think, you just mm-hmm. had to do... Mm-hmm. Um, there was no time to sit down and write about my experiences. Um, at least the father in the household got a chance and the men to go out and hunt. Um, their jobs would change with the seasons. But a woman's job was just sheer physical putting in a day and being smart enough to organize a household. Organizing 13 children is not, you know, is the easy thing. You might have had help. Um, but she didn't in, in that frontier situation. Mm-hmm. In addition to it, her husband ran the trading post, um, so when he was away, she had to run that. Um, during the French and Indian War, um, her son was in charge of the fort, but when people got into danger, they had to come to the fort, which means she also had the logistics of feeding them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, uh, When you look back, it's pretty monumental. mm -hmm. Um, In addition to it, her eight daughters and her five sons produced 74 grandchildren (laughs) and 365 great-grandchildren. And just to... I'm just afraid maybe we've lost, I've lost the thread of this. Uh, Catherine Petrie Herkimer, I think we should say, is the mother of Nicholas Herkimer, and he was the, a general in the Revolutionary War, is a well-known historical I'm sorry. figure. I'm sorry. I just, I'm always assuming the world knows. Yeah. And, but so, <laughs> and, uh, and if I, I'm sorry, if I is, could, Miss Spellman, if I could for a second, I just wanted to get, find out what's in the new, now we're talking about your new book, Women yeah. Belong in History Books, Herkimer and Oneida Counties, correct? 
Okay. And Catherine Petrie Herkimer is in the new book. She is in the new book. She's the first person in the new book, the first woman that we've detailed and tried to uh, put within her her uh, story what a woman's role was in that at that time. And again, hopefully this will help people do stop to realize how hard it was for these this immigrant group that came uh, became very good friends with the Indians. Um, I mean, there was an extremely um, uh, a good relationship because they needed one another and they worked together. Um, but I feel that her contribution and all the other women that were running households at that time was pretty important it maybe shouldn't be ignored mm. and were so, you how were you, were you able to specifically find a lot of information even about her you know who were no, you none. none where would it come from yeah nowhere even the church records many of those um, because one of her daughters married um, the local minister um, the church records are here they start about the eight, 1850. Um, I, I want to say the, the 1750s, um, but there were 20 years that she was here. Uh, she and her family came and settled. Um, that There is absolutely no written record. Mm. First and foremost, how would you get paper up here? I mean, the sheer logistics of, <laughs> of, of any one of those things coming in, you had to be totally self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. We're, uh, this is the Historian's Podcast. We're talking with Jane Spellman about her book, Women Belong in History Books. You'll find more of the interview on Part 2.